Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest today is Helen Hernandez, who is president and founder of the Imagen Foundation and executive producer of the Imagen Awards. Today we will discuss the 25th annual Imagen Awards. Prior to establishing the Imagen Foundation, Helen was the Vice President of Public Affairs for Embassy Communications, now known as Sony Pictures Entertainment. As the major television production company's local and national liaison, she was instrumental in developing and supervising corporate programs to enhance the company's reputation in the national community for socially and culturally sensitive programming. Helen began her career as a labor union organizer for the United Furniture Workers of America. The Imagen Awards are designed to exemplify the best that Hollywood can produce in portraying Latinos and Latino culture. Over the last 24 years, the Imagen Foundation has honored entertainment industry professionals, including Placido Domingo, George Lopez, Andy Garcia, Kenny Ortega, Christina Saralegui, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, John Leguizamo, Edward James Olmos, Jimmy Smits, Rita Moreno, Jennifer Lopez, and Hector Elizondo, among others. Other Imagen Foundation entertainment programs include the most powerful and influential Latinos in Hollywood Luncheon and the Latina Leaders Awards program in Washington, D.C. Helen, welcome. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me this today. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, let me ask you if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Do you call them the Imagen Awards? Yes, absolutely. That's correct. Okay, great. Now, before we talk about the Imagen Awards themselves, which I know are celebrating their 25th anniversary this year, let's talk a little bit about the foundation itself, if you would, and if you would tell us a little bit about how it was started and what it's all about. Well, in 1984, um, Bob Jones, uh, who was the executive director of the National Conference of Christians and Jews, and Robert McIntyre, who was then the CEO of the gas company in Los Angeles, asked me to put together a meeting with Norman Lear, the television producer who produced All in the Family, uh, um, uh, media images of Latinos, um, and what could be done in order to um, to really uh, develop something more positive because everything we were reading and seeing on television and film was um, was very negative. So I worked for Norman, and I set up the meeting, and we um, had a discussion, and Norman offered to provide the um, seed money and the staff, which was me, um, to create the awards under the auspices of the National Conference of Christians and Jews. Um, In 1995, a group of us that had been involved with the awards um, actually spun off uh, the awards ceremony from the uh, NCCJ uh, to create our own organization, which we now call the Imagen Foundation. And what is the current day mission of the Imagen Foundation? Well, our mission is to provide access, education, and resources for Latinos in the entertainment industry and for those looking for careers in the entertainment industry. So we're, we're a, kind of a support system, if you will. Um, and that is also um, uh, based on the fact that all of our board members are, are Latino executives in the entertainment industry working for network studios, production companies, and so forth. 
would someone who is an aspiring actor, of course, Hispanic, be the, the your target audience? Who are you focusing your efforts on? Is it an industry-wide effort, or are you supporting the efforts of actors themselves, or is it both? How does that work? Well, actually, we take we spin it a little bit differently from the standpoint that we deal more um, on the business side of the business, as we like to call it. So our emphasis really is in um, um, the exact, you know, dealing with with the executive ranks and preparing people on to get on a management track to become uh, a, an executive in the industry. Um, and the reason we do that is we honestly believe um, and know from experience that you have to be in a decision-making position in order to be able to affect the change that we know is needed in the industry and to provide more opportunities for Latinos. It eventually, you know, affects actors because when they're hired for for a a show, um, but ultimately it starts in the executive ranks, it starts at the top so we really are focusing our efforts in trying to get talented Latinos with the appropriate degrees and credentials to get into the business, to get on the management track, and hopefully be running a studio or a network one of these days so we can truly see an, an effective change in the industry. Now, that's really interesting. I bet that I did what a lot of people do, which is automatically assume because of the awards themselves and the big names that you recognize, that the emphasis was on the actors. And in fact, what I'm hearing you say is what you really are focusing your energy on from the foundation side is on the management and decision-making side of the business. Is that right? That's correct. Um, If you look, for example, last year at our awards program, um, our Lifetime Achievement Award went to um, a CAA agent, Creative Artist Agency agent, Emmanuel Nunez. Um, and Manny Nunez is probably one of the most respected um, talent agents in Hollywood, and he represents uh, uh, Nick um, Antonio Banderas. Um, he's represented. Um, I'm so- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, just some of the top names in in Hollywood. Um, so these are the kind types of people that we want to showcase. Because they're in decision-making positions. They're the ones that can actually make things happen uh, in Hollywood. As a matter of fact, Manny Nunez, um, uh, I believe about a year and a half ago, in 2009, I believe, um, was able to broker a deal between a major uh, company in India that gave an infusion of about $500 million to DreamWorks. So when you look at someone like this, you see he's actually someone that has has been, um, you know, someone on the front line that has has made a difference. Or you look at someone else like Emiliano Kalamazuk. Emiliano is um, is from is is Latino and is the president of Fox Studios uh, Television Studios. Um, so you know he's at a position that also can can make decisions. Um, you look at Nina Tasner, the president of CBS Entertainment. She's also someone that has made decisions and has really done uh, a lot for Latinos um, uh, in the industry. And Latinos from the standpoint of looking at us as competent and qualified 
uh, versus, um, um, you know, um, hiring someone because they feel they are Latino. Um, you know, the, the, the real key here is to be able to look as to be competitive as everyone else and be given those opportunities that oftentimes we're not given. How does that process start? I imagine, of course, that there are a lot of people in line, as it were, for those high-profile, in-front-of-the-camera types of jobs. But what is the other side, the business side of the business, as you called it earlier? What is that like in terms of opportunities, specifically, uh, as we're looking at here, for Hispanics who are interested in getting into the business side? of the business of entertainment? Well, needless to say, it's highly competitive. I think all aspects of the industry are highly competitive. Um, I mean, it's it's like everything else. Um, you have to network, you have to meet people, and that's what Imahen tries to do. It tries to break down those barriers, barriers of not knowing how to get in. Um, so we're actually able through, able through our job fair, which we hold annually, uh, where we have studios and networks come and actually take resumes um, from individuals, uh, and they meet with recruiters one-on-one to try to help people kind of get in, into the system. And it, it's something that is not done overnight, needless to say, because you have to get into the system and work your way up. And there are lots of success stories, you know, with regard to individuals that have done that. Um, when you look at Nina Tazler and how she started out, you know, with Warner Brother, at Warner Brothers um, with uh, Leslie Moonves and how he brought her up with him as he moved up to to the position where he now holds, which I believe is the head um, of Viacom. Um, so uh, you know, it's 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 starting at that very basic, oftentimes entry level uh, position. Uh, you're also looking at someone like um, I want to say Edith, Edith Mendoza, who is the vice president of comedy development for CBS uh, Entertainment. Uh, she started off as a page at CBS. Um, or Robert Mendez, who's the vice president, the senior vice president of diversity over at ABC Network. Um, he started off as just as an attorney, um, just a, a staff attorney uh, for, I believe it was Paramount Studios. So there are lots and lots of success stories like that that are out there. But again, it's getting into the system and working your way up and working your way up um, because of your talent and qualifications. Do you have any statistics that you can share with us that paint the picture of what the situation is today, maybe even what it was when, when you started your efforts? Um, I don't really have any statistics, but I can, do, I can reference our uh, awards program from the standpoint that you look at how many submissions we've received from the day we started 25 years ago. Um, in 1985, when we actually held our first Imahin Awards, we struggled to find someone to give an award to um, because in those days what we were doing is really honoring um, the studios and the networks that had made an effort to try to create a positive image in some way, shape, or form. So the first year we honored um, four entities, one of which was NBC. Um, then now today we have a formalized entry procedure where you actually have to submit to uh, enter our awards competition in order to be eligible to win. This year we had over 150 entries um, nationally that were submitted for consideration for our award. 
so from that perspective, um, from a creative perspective, we can actually track to see how many more have increased over over the last 10 years since we've had this formalized entry process. Um, I can tell you that when we first started the entry procedures 10 years ago, we were getting 25 and 30 entries at a time, and now this year we have well over 150. And that, of course, might in some ways mimic the actual growth of the Latino market in the United States over that same time period, right? Correct. In terms of the the individuals themselves, would you say that there is a higher percentage, say, of men versus women as we see in the Fortune 500 where there are very few women represented at senior levels and on boards? Um, what would you say the situation is there in terms of gender? I think it's at the executive ranks. Is that what you're asking? Uh, yes, the, we're, we're talking okay. about the decision makers in the business. Right. And so if we look at the business in the United States overall, just business in general, women tend not to be very present at the highest levels. Is that the same in the entertainment industry? No, actually it's pretty well balanced. Um, and, and mind you, I do want to just share with you that we aren't looking primarily at Spanish language. We are looking at primarily mainstream media, which I think is an important point because um, it's how we affect, we as Latinos affect people's perceptions of us and how we perceive ourselves as well. Um, And so we really, our efforts really concentrate more on the English language media, um, if you will. Um, Actually, I think that with regard to senior level executives, we're pretty well balanced. I mean, when you look at I mentioned Nina earlier, and you look at Belinda Menendez, the president of NBC Universal Television Distribution, or Christina Norman, uh, the CEO of the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, and you look, you know, at like Herb Scannell, who, by the way, a lot of people don't know he is Latino, <laughs> um, was just named to be the CEO of the BBC Worldwide. Um, and Herb was responsible for Dora the Explorer when he was the uh, CEO of MTV and Nickelodeon. Um, in addition to, you know, Brett Radner, who is the, you know, famous director who has had numerous blockbusters. Um, and, of course, Kenny Ortega. Uh, you look at Kenny and, and the contributions that Kenny has, has made um, as, as such a talent as a director with, you know, high school musicals and, and, and now most recently with the This Is It um, um, documentary um, of Michael Jackson. And what I love about hearing the stories and when you're talking to these folks and, and, and they're, they're telling you, you know, how they got into the business and who their mentors are, I mean, I, I, love, I love it when I talk to Kenny and he's telling me how Gene Kelly uh, uh, was the famous actor and dancer was his mentor and actually you know was very influenced his life in so many different ways. Um, these stories are out there over and over and over again. But honestly, I can say that it, as the industry is really um, one of those, the entertainment industry is one of those industries that really uh, provides opportunity for men and women. 
how do you define Latino for purposes of this discussion? This is something that I always hear people asking. And you mentioned specifically that your efforts relate to mainstream media and English language media. But when you're talking about the individuals themselves, you point out that they are Latino. Would you help us understand a little bit, how do you define being Latino for purposes of this discussion? Well, as as we, in our work with Imagen, um, we deal, as I mentioned earlier, with primarily English language media because that's where we believe the work needs to be done. That's where people, in order to be able to have a better understanding of the Latino community and all of the Latino cultures that embrace the term Latino, um, it creates a better understanding amongst all of us. Um, So I think that's really what we're talking about are all the cultures that make up the Latino community, whether you're Mexican, Central American, South American, Cuban, um, uh, uh, Dominican, um, um, it doesn't really matter. It's anyone that embraces the cultures of what make up the, the Latino community here in the United States. And we deal in primarily, you know, in bilingual and bilingual um, with bilingual individuals as well as English dominant individuals. So that, to us, is where the work needs to get done. I really believe personally that there is a um, lack of understanding and lack of appreciation for what the Latino community has brought, um, you know, um, and brings to um, to to our country and um, what we do we believe and by encouraging more positive images really helps to dispel the um, the stereotypical ideas that some people may have about our community what is the point of departure if you will in other words how do you measure the success of your efforts do you have a a bar, let's call it that, that you use that says, well, when we started 25 years ago, we were here and the population was here and now 25 years later, this is what we've accomplished. Is there some sort of a measure that you use to know that your, that your efforts are being successful and to plan for the coming years? Well, I think, first of all, I don't think we look at it in terms of percentages or numbers. Um, we we look at it very differently from and the way we measure is that we look at who participates with us. Um, for example, and again going back to the entry procedures that we have for our award ceremony, when you look at the fact that we have you know all of the major networks ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. H- and the, cab- the major cable, you know, uh, networks, HBO, Showtime, um, CNN, um, uh, you know, Lifetime, who are all submitting entries to be considered. That, to us, is a measurement of our success because if they didn't feel the award was important, they wouldn't be submitting and that is how we measure our success, by the participation and support that we get from the industry. 
What would you say is the biggest challenge that you face as an organization in trying to achieve your goals? Well, I think, needless to say, the biggest challenge that we're all facing, all nonprofits across the country, is fundraising, especially in this economy. It's, you know, very difficult to continue to maintain, you know, the programs that we have, um, you know, from our, whether it's our job fair or our luncheon honoring powerful and influential Latinos or our award ceremony, um, that it, it, the fundraising efforts have been very challenging in the last two years. Um, and continue to be so. So I'm hoping that once the economy gets back on track, that these uh, challenges that we have will will uh, uh, at least diminish substantially, um, given the given what we're having to de- to deal with. You know, currently it's it's not easy. It's not been easy. Well, we have some major sponsors who have been supportive of our efforts. Um, for example, for example, the Nielsen Company has been one of our biggest supporters and has been very generous with their support of Imagen, um, as well as ABC um, Network and CBS Network um, and, uh, and Fox uh, television, uh, television stations, um, they're just to name a few. We are always looking for continued support um, to help our programs, again, because what's really important here, it's not just a matter of getting Latinos into the industry and getting Latinos hired in the industry. It's really affecting being able to affect the images of how, as I mentioned earlier, how other people see us. So from that perspective, the funding is very important because it allows us to continue to do this work to help people find jobs in the industry, to help continue to work with those Latinos that are already in the industry, to continue to make an impact um, on on how we see ourselves and how our children see themselves. Um, you know, when you when you constantly see something negative, eventually it's going to you know sink in that maybe you know um, you're you you're, you you have a low self worth. Um, when instead of seeing something positive, where you see images of judges, attorneys, doctors, teachers, you know, on the media then you provide hope and you provide encouragement for our children. Um, and that's what's really critical about what we do. It's not just about, you know, entertainment, which is a glitzy, glamorous, you know, um, um, industry. It's really more about being able to impact um, our community and how we see ourselves and how our children see themselves and how others need to be the more positive images of who we are um, as a community rather than hearing all the negatives, you know, over and over and over again. Let's talk about that a little bit, if you would, Helen, because, of course, that is at the center of the Foundation's mission and our whole discussion. What would you describe? I know it sounds very basic, but work with me so that our audience can understand what we're talking about. How would you define the right image? What type of image specifically are you promoting at the foundation and how do you go about doing that? Well, I think, first of all, I'm going to do it in reverse. So we go about doing it by honoring those uh, projects that have portrayed Latinos positively in feature films, television, documentaries, 
student short, um, uh, on-air advertising, um, and so forth. Um, and we do that by um, wanting to showcase the the beauty of our cultures and our and our capabilities as a community um, by creating a better understanding amongst all people about who we are and again the contributions that we make as a community um, and we do that by our awards and by bringing together. Um, studio network executives, and community leaders to actually judge our entries. They will then decide who will be the winners of our awards. And by hearing the discussions that go on in those closed-door meetings, uh, it really begins to create, um, you know, kind of breaks through any kind of attitudes or uh, impressions that people may have had about our communities. Um, It's, 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 you know, it's again uh, trying to get people to understand more fully who we are as um, and who we are as as a Latino community and as, as you know and all the cultures. Is there a baseline that you use? In other words, who decides what the Latino image should be? Is there a panel that you work with? What? What is the standard that you work with that says this is the image of a Latino that we want to promote? Well, I think the the image that we want to promote is, you know, who that we're like everybody else, I guess. Um, that you know we are competent, we're qualified. That you know we're not all drug dealers and um, um, and you know gangbangers, which is what sometimes people. Of you know perceive us to be when we're when when you talk about the Latino community or what you hear on the news um, or you see on the news you never hear the positive aspects or the positive um, uh, stories uh, that that really tell our story um, it's 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 really accentuating the positive and diminishing the negative is what really what our goal is. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any kind of a matrix to kind of be able to um, to, de- to determine what that is. It's what maybe what we're not seeing currently is maybe the way to put it. Um, really, that is more reflective of who we are as a community nationally. Now, I've heard you mention a number of, of course, very well-known individuals among the award recipients and many high-level industry executives as examples of people who are making a difference from within and on the business side. Are there, and those individuals, if I've followed correctly, are mostly within the very large companies, are you also involved and do you work with indie producers, folks that are not necessarily in that very large environment, that, but that are also promoting a positive image of Latinos? Oh, sure, surely. First of all, we have a very close relationship with, the, with NALIT, the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. Um, and when we send out our call for entry, we make sure that um, the uh, call goes to uh, NALIT as well, in addition to um, Latino Public Broadcasting, which is uh, the Latino consortia for um, 
uh, Latino Consortium for um, Corporation for Public Broadcast. Um, we also um, have an extensive list nationally of organizations that we work with that would really um, that can help spread the word to get people to submit for consideration for our awards. <laughs> and we have worked with independents, and I think we have to distinguish between documentary <clears throat> and and um, uh, and what we would call entertainment focused um, uh, programming or um, films. Um, for example, you know we worked with Roberto Orsi, who um, did the proposal. Um, wrote the proposal uh, just last year, um, and um, uh, who just has a you know has just signed a great deal about four or five months ago um, this year in 2010 with uh, with Fox Television Studios with Emiliano Colomazuk. It's a significant deal, um, uh, you know, um, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so. You know, the thing is, the nice thing is that you you work with people when they're just starting out, and then all of a sudden you see them, they're they're um, uh, they just break out of the box. Uh, one of those, for example, is Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, we we honored when he produced Hellboy One. Um, few people in town really knew who Guillermo was, and now, oh my God, I mean he he's producing movie after movie, and and is certainly someone to be taken into consideration. So there are lots and lots of success stories like that that have kind of evolved, you know, in the last 25 years that we've been uh, in existence. So um, it does happen. It's The key really is to get into the system. Get into the system and get someone to notice you. Let's talk a little bit about that, the getting to notice you part and the awards themselves. Uh, tell us a little bit, if you would, about the awards and, and what they're all about. Well, the awards, as I mentioned, was started 25 years ago, and the awards this year will be held on Sunday, uh, August the 15th at the Century Plaza Hotel. Um, we're doing a little, doing a little differently this year from the standpoint that we, we normally have the black tie affair and, you know, with all the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. But when we first started the awards 25 years ago, we were a luncheon. And so we thought just to kind of spend it a little bit differently that we wanted to go back to our quote-unquote roots. So this year we're having a luncheon um, this year instead of our black tie uh, affair. Um, what happens is that in the middle of July we will, um, we will make an announcement as to who the nominees are. Um, and then the nominees will then be invited to attend our award ceremony and we will present the awards to the winners um, that that day. Um, and you know uh, what normally happens is you know every you know every Latino celebrity and and um, you know those uh, powers that be that are in town will come and participate in our event. And every year we have anywhere from um, 600 to 750 people attending our awards ceremony. And again. Um, these are these are people primarily from the industry. Um, we have we continue to try to engage uh, corporate America outside the industry to participate with us because again because of the importance of the media image and the fact that when you're looking at television or film and you look and now with the the advent of the internet and and you know the, its worldwide reach. 
what better way to really impact images of Latinos than to do it, you know, through the internet, through television, and through through film. And so, you know, we we encourage and invite more corporate participation because it's really having the ability to network and to get to know an industry that impacts everything from, you know, um, product to how people think to what people buy to, um, you know, just everything across the board. I mean, you want to impact someone and get a message across quickly, the best way to do it is to do it on television or now on the Internet. And being able to utilize those skills to be able to make it work for our community as well as, you know, anyone else that's really trying to attract um, or, and break into, you know, our market. Because obviously, I mean, what are we now, $25 billion, $30 billion? And anyone that's not really paying attention to our ma- our market really needs to take a second look, especially in this economy, because our community does spend money. And um, we're more frugal about how we spend our money, but we do spend money, and we are brand loyal. And I think that that's something that people, um, especially especially corporate America, really if they're not familiar with our community or um, if they don't understand our community, then they know that that you know they're really missing the mark by not trying to reach out to to the Latino community. Helen, you mentioned receiving 150 entries this year. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And uh, so, is that for a single category, or are there different categories? No, there are different categories everywhere from um, best film, best television show, and subcategories under television and film, such as best actor, actress, you know, um, those sorts of things, in addition to best on-air advertising, best internet program, which is something we just started this year because, again, the because of the evolution of the internet, it's important for us to also include the internet. Um, student films, shorts, uh, documentaries, um, all of those are categories that that we consider a variety um, in reality shows. So all of those um, are categories that we have, and all of the categories actually can be viewed on our website at www.imagen.org. That's www.imagen. That's I-M-A-G-E-N.org, and it will tell you everything that we've done in the past. Um, the call for entry, if anyone is listening that would like to submit for next year, they can go there and see the actual call for entry. It kind of explains what we're looking for um, in submissions. Um, our entry period, by the way, is one full calendar year. But the, our calendar year begins for this year, for example, for our awards in 2010. Our calendar year was May 1, 2009 to April 30, 2010. And what that means is that any film, um, st- whether it's a student film or short or a documentary, had to have aired at a, at a film festival or been theatrically distributed during that time period. Um, the same thing for television. Any television show had to have <clears throat> been on television um, from that time period. We do not accept anything that is two or three or four years old. It has to be current. So every year that time period 
will change, but it's always the same kind of, you know, um, period from May 1 of whatever the year is to April 30, whatever year we're talking about. And what are you looking for in a general way in terms of the selection criteria for the awards? Well, we actually have a ballot, and on the ballot really speaks to creativity, to um, the impact on the Latino community, whether the image is positive or negative, um, um, you know, the the, um, the acting, uh, if it's a best actor category, we uh, want to look at the execution of the acting. Um, the director is the same thing, you know, um, what sets, you know, each film apart, you know, um, differently in terms of the execution of the directing. Um, so there, you know, the, the ballads are really different for each category um, because we, needless to say, we look for different things in different categories. So it's very methodical in terms of how we've done this, and a lot of this is really patterned more after what, you know, the Emmys, Emmys are doing. So um, that, that kind of is, is how we, we um, do that. Now, what we also do is our ballots are sealed, and um, for each category and sent to our accountant, and our accountant then does the tabulation and then gives us the result. Uh, and one of the things that we do that we feel is very important is that we um, change our panels every year. We, do n- we never have the same panels. So in terms of the uh, transparency, um, uh, no one can really affect um, the outcome of the of the awards because the panels do change on an annual basis. And by the way, if there's anyone listening who um, is interested uh, in serving on our panel, um, they can you know um, feel free to give me an email, send me an email, and I'm happy to to consider them for um, for our panels. Well, that's a perfect way to ask you. How does that work? Do they have to be in the Hollywood area in order to be on a panel, or can they serve from their home city and their hometown via the Internet? And uh, I'm not really sure how the process is. Would you tell us a little bit about how the panels work and what criteria you're looking for in the panel members? Well, in the panel members, we really are looking for people that are active in their communities, um, people who um, have a sense of again um, the the um, the importance of accentuating the positive of our community. Um, so we're looking for community leaders, um, and unfortunately, you do have to be in the greater Los Angeles area, whether it's LA County or Orange County or San Bernardino County or Ventura County, um, to in order to participate because. What's, what's valuable here is for people to come together and sit together and have a discussion about each and every entry. Um, so we haven't really evolved from the standpoint of being able to do this on the national level just yet. Hopefully we'll be able to do it one day, but right now we're really more concentrated on the ge- geographic area because of the meetings that, are, that um, need to take place for these entries to be judged. Now, with, with Skype and... Um, other uh, vehicles of being able to teleconference. Who knows? In the next two or three years, we may be able to do this on a national, on a national level because it'll be much easier. 
And that brings me to the next question, which is, what kinds of changes do you see on the horizon in the industry, Helen, in terms of the industry in general, and of course, specifically as it relates to the Hispanic population and and how it's portrayed? Well, I see tremendous opportunity in a positive way, again, going back to the Internet, because you see um, uh, an influx of numerous programs on the Internet where Latino talent has really found a, a vehicle to be able to showcase the, their creativity um, uh, via the Internet. It really doesn't cost anything, and I can tell you that I know that a lot of uh, uh, studio executives and network executives are on that Internet looking in for new talent. So I think where we may have been excluded you know, for various reasons in the past, I think the Internet is really providing a huge opportunity for the Latino community for to, to really for people to showcase our talents. Um, with regard to the industry itself, the industry is very challenged right now, and not necessarily in a positive way because it's changing. Um, and I think the jury's still out on how it's going to change. Um, when you're looking at you know all the downsizing um, that's going on in all the studios um, across the landscape in the entertainment industry and you're looking at um, consolidation, not only of executives, but also of, of talent. Take a simple thing like a reporter. You know, um, it used to be the reporter would go out, you know, on, a, on, a, on an assignment, and then, you know, they'd have their camera person and, you know, um, and everything else. Well, what's going to happen now is that a lot of those reporters are going to have to do everything. Um, so instead of having four or five people on a crew going out on an assignment, you might have two. Um, you know, editing, um, uh, you know, where people did a lot of editing, um, uh, you know, reporters may even have to edit their own, you know, pieces. Um, uh, you know, the jury's still out, but because of this multi-platform now, um, it, people are trying to figure out how they're getting their... Um, how, do you, how, how they're getting their work out there. Um, it just, it's been very, very um, challenging because no one knows where it's going to be in five years. So you're almost having to deal with it on a daily basis um, and, and go with the changes as they come because they're coming so quickly. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we are five years from now. So we should have this conversation in five years. Okay, it's a date. In five years, we're going to have this uh, an update. Right. Helen, continuing on that vein, in this market that is increasingly fragmented, it, not just because of the recession challenges, but because the industry itself has become very fragmented and increasingly diverse, what suggestions, if you can come up with two or three suggestions, would you share with our audience who has an interest in your mission, who wants to support your mission, maybe they want to be a part of that business side of the entertainment industry, or maybe they want to sponsor, whatever ways they wish to make a difference, what suggestions would you share for those who are listening who want to make a difference in in the situation? Well, first of all, I think there are various ways to do that. Um, I think, that, first of all, people, if there are individuals out there that are looking to be actors, they should probably connect with organizations that deal with actors. 
Um, I can tell you that I know that uh, the the networks, uh, ABC and CBS in particular, and Fox, have programs for writers and also do uh, showcases for actors. So, you know, getting into those programs, and I know that if you go to their websites, whether it's the abc.com website, cbs.com, or um, uh, fox, I believe, .com, they will have um, uh, programs that you can get involved with. Um, One of the things I think is really important is that for people to continue to hone their craft, if you're an actor, you have to continue to go to acting school. You, you, you always, even the best actors still take acting lessons. And I think that's really important. Um, that, and the same thing with writing, you know, you know, you need to continue to write and write and write to really perfect the craft that, that you have. Um, but getting involved in a lot of the programs that are out there, and we have a list and we're happy to help from that perspective of, of being able to, um, you know, to help point people in the right direction. Uh, getting involved with the National Association of Latino Independent Producers if you want to be a producer or if you have a project that you want to be showcased or if you want to learn more about, um, uh, you know, um, production. Uh, NALIT certainly is the one um, to um, participate in, and they're at NALIP.org. Um, uh, it's NALIP.org. And, of course, you know, going to our website as well, you can see, you know, what we do at www.imahim.org. So I think it really depends on where people want to be. If people want to get into the executive ranks, you know, or want to at least get into an entry level um, where that you might be able to get on the management track, then, you know, we're the ones that you really need to work with. Um, And, and again, you know, I'm happy to talk to anyone. They can shoot me an email um, at info at imahen.org. Again, that's info at imahen.org. Um, and I'm happy to, to render any, any advice that I can to help. Um, the old saying goes, there's strength in numbers, and we certainly have it uh, uh, when you start looking at the, um, uh, the, the population. I was reading something over the weekend in the New York Times about, you know, um, the Latino population in this country and how significant we are, and we're, as as time goes on, we're going to become even more significant. Um, a just classic example of that, I will tell you that LA Unified School District K through 12 is reaching 70% student population. So that in itself kind of tells you where we are as community nationally. And we are a force to be reckoned with. And, and I think that to the extent that we can help each other, you know, we're happy to do it. And, um, you know, again, uh, Please, anyone wants to have more information, I encourage them to just send me an email. So in terms of resources, for anybody who's interested on the in the production side of the business, nalip, N-A-L-I-P dot O-R-G, if they're interested in the awards themselves, or uh, the, that being the Imagen Awards, or in the business side of the entertainment industry, then they should reach out to you, and that would be at I-M-A-G-E-N dot O-R-G. And uh, if I heard your email correctly, that was info at I-M-A-G-E-N dot O-R-G. Is that right? Right. That's correct. And also, you know, to extend that a little bit further, Elena, any uh, business corporation that wants to really kind of get involved and, and, you know, network and meet people from the industry that might help their business as well, um, that would also be um, something else. We're always looking for partnerships 
we we support and encourage partnerships, and we really would like to try to expand this effort outside the entertainment industry because it's something that is good for everyone. Thank you, Helen, for joining us today from Los Angeles, California. No, thank you, Elena. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I hope that uh, everyone has a better understanding, a little clearer view of the entertainment industry. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Helen Hernandez, who is president and founder of the Imagen Foundation and executive producer of the Imagen Awards. Today we discuss the Imagen Foundation and the 25th Annual Imagen Awards. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com.